0: Pacifica Radio Network and from the studios of KBOO in Portland, Oregon, this is Progressive Spirit. Progressivespirit.net. I'm John Shack. Obama is a socialist. He believes in socialism, in redistributing wealth, in uh, confiscating hard-earned dollars of our small business men and women so that they cannot uh, re-invest their dollars and hire more people and grow and expand instead he believes uh, in these failed socialist uh, policies
1: and i supported him i voted for him first time around i had hopes because he was black shame on me he is not adam smith he does not believe in capitalism the way american our founding fathers did he is very social and it's getting borderline Comes, but let me be very
0: clear. I believe the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, is a dictator. Dictatorship's not leadership, John. And he's acting like a dictator and a petulant child. I think the perception around the world is increasingly negative, Sean, but I think the, the main focus is on a president. He's a very, very weak president, maybe the weakest, certainly in my lifetime. Many Americans, including this one, believe Barack Obama's emotional attachment to the Muslim world has hurt the USA. There's no question. The Obama administration's greatest failure is allowing the Islamic terror group ISIS to run wild. Barack Obama has deep emotional ties to Islam. First of all, I don't believe that the guy is a Christian. I mean, he grew up. If you follow his story, if you read his book, if you understand about Obama, I mean, that's not a Christian name, is it? We had a Muslim president for seven and a half years. You believe that
1: President Obama is a Muslim?
0: Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And that
1: is based on what you feel in your (laughs) heart?
0: That's what I believe, yeah. I don't believe that he loves America the way that we do. Look, he's been a horrible president. I always said the worst president was Jimmy Carter. Guess what? Jimmy Carter goes to second place. Barack Obama has been the worst president ever. The history of this country, Barack Obama is number one. So what do y'all really think of President Obama? President Barack Obama is concluding his second term and history will get the last word on his presidency. Today's guest wants to get in some words of defense for President Obama. Mark Hanna is a veteran of the Kerry Edwards and Obama for America presidential campaigns. As a public affairs and media analyst, Mark blogs for PBS and the Huffington Post and appears frequently on cable news programs such as Fox News. He's an adjunct faculty member of New York University, the New School, and Queens College. He's written a book about the president's legacy The Best Worst President What the Right Gets Wrong about Barack Obama via Skype from his home in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Mark Hanna, to Progressive Spirit.
1: Thanks, John, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: What is your intent uh, with your book, The Best Worst President?
1: Sure. Well, I am somebody who is a uh, an avowed progressive. I have uh, worked for John Kerry's campaign, for uh, briefly for Barack Obama's campaign. And uh, after doing that, I had the kind of surreal experience of being a progressive talking head on um, Different cable networks, but uh, especially Fox News. Um, so your listeners are probably familiar with the ideological bent of Fox. Mm-hmm. I went on as the kind of cognitive dissonance there, and um, this is an, this is a, a way of getting all the things that I wanted to say about the president, a defense of the president. Um, I, I became intimately familiar with the right wing. Criticisms against him. Um, And this is a way of, uh, you know, writing out everything I I want wanted to about the president that I couldn't fit into a 30 second soundbite.
0: And the uh, book itself is written. You have a charge uh, from the from the critics and then you have the reality of how it's explained.
1: Exactly. And the reality, obviously, I say in the introduction that this is the reality. Uh, all the all the facts uh, I, I can back up and it's um, grounded in reality. But of course, I, I was selective in, in choosing my um, my facts to, to make the progressive case. But yes, you've often heard um, your, your viewers or listeners might have an uncle or a friend or a neighbor or a colleague that has called this president, the dictator or a socialist. And so I have chapter one is the dictator. Chapter two is the socialist. I go through it. Um, Alienator of allies is a chapter, appeaser of enemies. And I, each of those chapters contains five short sort of vignettes, five different charges against the president. And I systematically debunk them one by one, uh, turning them on their head and, and showing the hypocrisy in a lot of cases. Um, in the in the accusations that get hurled the president's way.
0: Now, it is true that all presidents are criticized unfairly. Uh, is the criticism of Obama worse than others?
1: I think it has a particularly personal ring to it. I think there are uh, some criticisms of this president that are very much identity based. Um, you know, in our identity politics, some of the uh, some people will not accept. Um, for example, a black president, uh, a president who went to Harvard law school was, has a sort of multicultural cosmopolitan, uh, background, um, just, just, and to be fair, there were progressives that when, when George Bush was president had a hard time stomaching the fact that we could have a president who was so provincial and so folksy, you know, or at least that's how he portrayed himself. Um, so I do think in, in recent decades, the. Uh, There's always been political divisions in this country and and political, uh, you know, it's patriotic to criticize your elected leaders in a democracy. But I think in recent decades, this has gotten worse and worse and the tone of it has gotten more and more personal. And we see this in the 2016 election with Donald Trump outright um, suggesting that the the outcome of the election is going to be illegitimate before it even happens. I mean, this is a person who tried to delegitimize the president as not being born in the United States. Remember, he was the father, the godfather of the birther movement. Um, so there's a a weird kind of delegitimizing that's happening, uh, I think to some extent on both sides, but definitely you're seeing it coming from the right in a more pronounced way. Um, that, that is kind of, it's ugly and it's, uh, you know, it's personal,
0: but Obama is a Kenyan Muslim, right?
1: Oh yeah. Everybody knows that. There's no question.
0: (laughs) And don't we, and don't we need a president Mark who loves America?
1: I, I do think we need a president who loves America, and and Julie and and Mayor Giuliani, uh, famously not too long ago, came out tried to trotted himself out to the cable networks and said he doesn't think deep down this president loves America. He wasn't raised like you or I, and you know, love of country. Um, we we do need a president that loves this country, um, but I think uh, you know how you express that love isn't necessarily uh, by, by just, uh, you know, embracing some kind of, uh, idea that America can never make a mistake. I think, you know, just like if you love your children, you, you try to, uh, point out the the things that they have to work on, the the improvements, the room for improvement. If you really care about something, you want it to be as, as great as it can.
0: Well, you know, one of the th- questions, uh, categories in your book was outsider. And you mentioned it just briefly a little bit ago. I, I really wonder how much of this criticism of Obama is due to racism, a black man in the White House, the outsider and all of this birther stuff that uh, really that's just under the surface if it isn't under the surface at all.
1: Yeah, I th- look, I think I, I got asked this question once and, and, you know, there's a small slice of the electorate that will never accept a black man in the White House. And, and that's an, uh, sort of there's there's an ugly racist component to that. But I don't want to fall into the trap that a lot of liberals do, which is to excuse or to, to um, blame all the president's detractors or to accuse them of racism. I think there is a broader um, sense that this this kind of person, this person who speaks so uh, eloquently, but they might use the term highfalutin, um, that that uses this kind of uh, high style of rhetoric just doesn't seems exotic, seems uh esoteric doesn't really connect with them. And I think there's a weird anti elitism. um, Not that I would suggest President Obama is elitist, but there's a weird anti identity politics that's wrapped up in the the visceral hatred, I think, uh, coming from some corners.
0: Uh, Mark Hanna, my guest. he's the author of The Best Worst President, What the Right Gets Wrong uh, About Barack Obama. In the first part of your book, you address uh, those three labels of dictator, socialist and outsider. Uh, dictator, where does that come from? I, I always thought that was just really weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. This president is somebody who um, has used his executive power in a way uh, that has really drawn the ire of um, and, and irked Republicans. You hear when he famously said in one of his State of the Unions that because Congress, the Republican-led Congress, was so obstructionist and dragging their feet on so many issues, he was going to use famously his pen and his phone. He was going to use the power of the office to make people's lives better. Um automatically Glenn Beck, you know, Rush Limbaugh, everybody, uh, and not just the sort of right wing radio hosts, but also the, um, elected leaders, started accusing this president of lawlessness and dictatorial, uh, tactics. But when you look at the actual statistics, when you look at the number of executive orders he's issued per year compared to, for example, Franklin Roosevelt or any of the presidents in the middle of the 20th century, uh, it kind of pales in comparison. It also just kind of the criticism reeks of an idea of democracy that's more uh parliamentarian uh the president our founding fathers have uh, granted broad power to the chief executive to the executive branch of government um they did that because they knew uh the for example the tyranny of the majority if, if the legislative branch uh fully reflected and, and more closely uh, represented the people's the majority uh you can often get things that aren't politically popular, like minority rights, uh, that fall by the wayside or don't get enough attention unless you have a strong executive. And so this president has, uh, you know, has taken issue that are, uh, that uh, taken, taken charge of, of that. But at the same time, look, this is a guy who is a professor of constitutional law. So it's kind of, it's kind of cute that a lot of the Republican criticism against him has been that he doesn't respect the Constitution. He obviously had enough reverence for the Constitution to want to teach young people about it, and and that's how he began his career.
0: You know, it's interesting, because uh, on the left, uh, many of us, or many people, might want to wished he'd pushed more. He seemed too conciliatory <laughs> to the right. Uh, he, he wanted to have him uh, push. In fact, that, that leads uh, one of the questions. Uh, one of the criticisms of Obama from many on the left wished his critics were right. Uh, they might say, hey, a socialist president would be a good idea.
1: Uh, if yeah, you, yeah. If you, yeah no, no question on, on health care. And there are, there are a uh-huh. lot of my friends uh, that that feel that way.
0: Yeah, the Affordable Care Act uh, got so much pushback; it still does. It, it ended up being called Obamacare. And who invented that label, and how did that just stick? People on the left using it.
1: Yeah, well, the, it's a it's a label, uh, kind of a eponymous, a, a label that the president himself embraced early on. Um, it, it's funny. There was I don't know if you remember, but in one of those debates with Mitt Romney uh, back. In 2012, Mitt Romney accused, was was sort of going on a tirade about the Affordable Care Act and called it Obamacare. Um, and he said, "Oh, excuse me, Mr. President, I you know I mean that with respect because he realized it was a kind of an epithet." But the president responded. He said, no, "No, no, it's fine. I like it." He had actually said earlier that he 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 likes the term if you know he's the side that cares, and if the other guys want to be the side that don't, that's that's up to them. Um, I think he knew early on that this would be a big part of his legacy. Uh, it's his major domestic, uh, legislative accomplishment in the first, uh, first term. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out <clears throat> in the next presidency, but, um, you know, there, there, the successes of Obamacare often don't get Trump trumpeted by the media they don't get, you know, the fact that we have now 20 million more people with health insurance in this country, the fact that the health uh, industry actually that people thought was going to be suffer, insurance companies, pharma companies are doing better than ever. Um, you know, that's not the reason it was passed. Um, but, you know, the fact that it doesn't cost more money if you're a woman, for example, to have health care than it does if you're a man. There there are real successes that that people don't often appreciate. So I, I wanted to bring those into uh uh, into stark relief.
0: Mark Hanna, my guest, author of The Best Worst President, uh, What the Right Gets Wrong About Barack Obama. If you had to list two or three of the most outlandish, where do they possibly get these criticisms? Uh, what would they be?
1: Well, I, look, I think the fact that um, Republicans have taken to accusing this president of creating ISIS uh, is pretty outrageous, especially when you consider, and and we don't want to get into like a, a thorny history of the Middle East, but uh, a large reason that Sunni extremism, of which ISIS is a part, emerged in the Middle East had to do with our boneheaded strategy uh, with the uh, Paul Bremer and the uh, coalition provisional authority. After we went into Iraq, we basically kicked out all this. Anybody who is in Saddam Hussein's political party, not just people close to him, but teachers and you know, uh, sort of bureaucrats that just happened to affiliate with his political party, that that exacerbated a lot of anti-Americanism, um, and it 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 uh, uh, radicalized large swaths of Sunnis in that region, and the, and and so the you know the fact that and and General Petraeus tried to mitigate some of that when he came uh, into in charge, but the fact that you know now th- this is being laid at the doorstep of President Obama uh, is kind of, a, is kind of rich and, and, and kind of sad. Um, and it, and it also, that also has this kind of, there, there's an undertone of pro Muslim, um, you know, that the president is somehow, uh, apologetic and, and, and has these pro Muslim policies. Um, that, that really bothers me. And then the other thing is the economy the, to hear Republicans talk about, the economy right now is to, you know, you think they have some sort of an amnesia that nobody remembers the precipice that we were up against in 2008 when you had, uh, you know, the global financial system on the brink of collapse. And and President Obama, when he took office, we were hemorrhaging 800,000 jobs a month. Uh, and it took him only 12 months to turn the ship around and to go from to by month to month job losses to month by month job gains. And that's been Consistent and sustained for you know more than seventy more than six seven years now the, the longest sustained recovery since going back to World War II and so uh, you know the economic policies of this president really have saved the economy from disaster and I, I it's kind of maddening to hear uh, Republicans um, quibble about oh there are more people in poverty or there are um, you know what, using using really. Debunkable statistics. Um, yes, there's still a challenge in, in, in kind of closing the gap between the rich and the poor. But last year, we saw the middle class get the largest pay increase in recent history. So th- there's being work is being done on that. No question.
0: Now, there are criticisms uh, of Obama from the left. Uh, The wars uh, seem to continue. Drone strikes, Guantanamo. uh, Ultimately, I was reading an article in The Atlantic, it was a few years ago, uh, that uh, Obama promising going in that he would be changing the way Washington works, uh, that is, uh, through about Wall Street and its lobbyists and so forth. Uh, The critiques from the right, as you point out, uh, many cases are, are pretty outlandish, but are there some legitimate critiques from those on the other side?
1: I, look, I think any any critique is legitimate if you're bringing in your, you know, bringing in your set of values, your, uh, you know, facts that have some validity to them. Uh, you know, we killed a, an American born, uh, an American born uh, terrorist, but he was still American born uh, without without habeas corpus. And so that is a br- that is sort of a break with uh, tradition, sort of international law in this country. Uh, or, or our, you know, our tradition. So, you know, a lot on the left think, uh, my friends who are civil liberties proponents, uh, think that that was, uh, a mistake, but, you know, lest anybody think that this, these steps are being taken kind of cavalierly, the, the justice department in that case, uh, when we when we killed an American born, you know, we were identifying a clear and present threat to the United States, somebody who had conspired and was in the process of conspiring to kill Americans. Drone strikes. Same thing. There's there is a strong case to be made against drones. They set a bad precedent. They get shot down in Pakistan and people can reverse engineer them. And then, you know, God forbid we ended in a world in a world where, you know, we have these kind of remote controlled warfare going on worldwide Um, at the same time. Uh, it's almost facile not to appreciate the fact that there is some precision that you get in using drones rather than for example enlisting our pakistani allies um, that can you know uh, when we when we're working with soldiers who fight on our behalf they, they can commit terror uh, they can commit uh, torture they can they can be a lot less precise they can kind of um you know pillage entire villages and and these things happen um as well so there have been you know real academic studies to show the way in which drones can be, um, uh, more precise and, and, and as, as a tool of, or a weapon of war. Uh, no question. Yeah. There are, there are progressives and there are progressives who think that the, the single payer, uh, model of healthcare would have decreased costs all across the board. And, and in some cases it might have, uh, it might've also, uh, inhibited or uh, innovation, and and you know the kind of free market uh, approach to to medicine. That's another thing that gets me is when anybody calls Obamacare socialized medicine because yes, it did expand to some extent the social safety net programs of Medicare and Medicaid. But what it really did is expand the free market, and uh, and that was a you know a conservative idea coming out of the Heritage Institute. Um, you know, back in the '90s, Bill Clinton wanted to make it a mandate that businesses provide insurance health insurance for all their employees but conservatives were up in arms saying that's a regulation on business we want personal accountability we want the individual mandate and then as soon as Obama passed the individual mandate as part of Obamacare Uh, they disavowed the 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 idea they had previously championed. It was it's pretty hypocritical.
0: Yeah, that's not the only issue, is it? It seems to me that there were a lot of of policies that were promoted by Republicans in the past and not too distant past that uh, Mm -hmm. when the Democrats uh, pushed them through or or, uh, President Obama uh, was an advocate, uh, suddenly it was, you know, from Lenin or something.
1: Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I almost get the feeling that Republicans are going to uh, uh, distance themselves from the Bible at some point if the president keeps (laughs) quoting scripture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you were to place uh, an an Obama on the left right spectrum, how would you how would he compare with other Democrats or Republicans, for that matter, going back 100 years or so? I mean, uh, is he left right center?
1: No, I think I think the entire Democratic I, I think the Republican Party has moved far to the right. And I think the Democratic Party has moved rightward toward the middle, uh, toward the center. No question. Uh, the kind of grand uh, uh, progressive ideas of of FDR, of, you know, uh, looking at the new frontier of John F. Kennedy or the great society of Lyndon Johnson, uh, which created Medicare and, and these big, big uh, government programs, those aren't championed so much by Democrats anymore. Uh, Democrats have positioned themselves in a way that, uh, tries to make them, uh, themselves palatable to wall street, but, but sort of retains that salience with, with middle of the road, uh, middle-class voters. And so I think, I think they're trying, they're, they're successful in winning national elections. Democrats are because they've moved somewhat rightward. Um, but they, you know, they, they, they definitely have, uh, you know, this president is not one of the most progressive presidents in history, the way that a lot of his critics uh, would characterize him. I think that's that's what opens him up to to get to the point you were asked, uh, the question you were asking earlier. That's what opens him up to the charges among um, among progressives. He's not an idealist in the way that Kennedy might have been. He was a uh, he was a realist when it, he is a realist when it comes to foreign policy, when he comes to the limits of American power and and. Uh, you know, uh, d- reluctance to overreach in the world.
0: Well, that came out to when he said his uh, favorite philosopher it was, I was impressed that he had one uh, and uh, it was uh, Reinhold Niebuhr, you know, definitely a realist.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, moral man and moral society, the uh, ironies of American history, big, big fan of uh, Niebuhr. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that this president shows a nuanced thinking about uh, foreign policy, domestic policy, about theology, that, uh, doesn't always serve a leader. Well, uh, when, when you're seeing right now an appetite for some voters to, you know, see uh, for a leader that sees the world in black and white, that doesn't deal in shades of gray or these nuances. Um, when you're looking, when, when you're kind of in an insecure spot, you, you look for certainty rather than, um, rather than, uh, nuance or complexity. And so that's, that's been a challenge for this president.
0: Now, your book is a pushback on the charge of Obama being the worst president, that, knowing that you're not neutral. How do you think, though, that he's done as president?
1: Yeah, I, I think this has been the best president of my lifetime. Um, you know, I'm not okay. uh, I I, th- I think this president has, uh, you know, uh, Bill Clinton presided over a massive amount of peace and prosperity and. and uh, but this, you know, this president inherited a mess. Uh, if you look at David Sanger's book, The Inheritance, about sort of what what the state of our international affairs were when he took office or looking at the economy when he took office, this president dealt in a clear eyed way, um, was extraordinarily competent um, and competence, I think, is sometimes underrated. But if anybody, you know, I'm trying to imagine other people who had taken the helm at that time, uh, they might not have. Uh, worked with some of the best people, attracted some of the best thinkers. Um, so I think I think this is you know I, the the title, the best worst president, what the right gets wrong about Barack Obama, is kind of a play on this polarization where we have to call things the best or the worst. We can't, yeah, um, you know, the, uh, we can't uh, identify any middle ground. But there's no question in my mind that this president has done a remarkable job. And there have been a number of underappreciated triumphs that I try to shine a light on, um, because the, the media cacophony is such that it's just, uh, you know, it gets down in the dirt of the horse race and, and everybody's motives and strategies are being reported on, but the actual concrete results, uh, the state of the union is not really, uh, elucidated for us. And I try to do that with this book.
0: Mark Hanna has been my guest, the, we- the best, worst president, what the right gets wrong about Barack Obama. But I just have uh, got about a minute left, but I do have one more question. What's it like uh, to be on Fox News uh, on the other end? I mean, uh, do you keep your sanity? Is it fun?
1: I try. I try to. I take deep breaths. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I say the serenity prayer a lot to mention Reinhold Niebuhr. <laughs> he was the author of that. Um, no, honestly, the the people are once, you know, once the cameras turn on, it, it can be kind of feisty. But uh, in the green room, there sitting with Sean Hannity or Megan Kelly. These are really lovely people, um, from a sort of person to person standpoint. I just, I just imagine them as my kind of cranky conservative uncle, which allows me to be as candid as I know they want me to be on, on TV. And also as respectful as I, I, I think I owe it to myself and my family to be. All right. Thanks
0: for the book. And, uh, thanks for being with me today.
1: Hey, thank you, John. I appreciate it. It's been a real privilege.
0: You've been listening to progressive spirit, spirituality, and social justice. For more information about the show and to find podcasts of all the programs, go to ProgressiveSpirit.net. Progressive Spirit and my other program, The Beloved Community, are distributed through the Pacifica Radio Network. You can find a list of stations at ProgressiveSpirit.net. Progressive Spirit is also available through SoundCloud, Podomatic, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever you subscribe to or download podcasts. Follow Progressive Spirit on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. I'm John Schott. We walk in